And our greatest enemies is the revelation of who you are inside and what your identity is. And you have the decision to step forward, to battle, or to flee and run. So in 2018, I get an invite from Charlie to to come down. And what did you call it the first time that we got together? Did you did uh, you, was there like a? I think it was just let's get together. I didn't call it anything. I call it now when somebody asks me like where I'm going or what I'm doing. I call it a support group mm. for gym owners that have been doing it for a long, long time. <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyways, my brother and I, we came down to College Station. We met Jeremy, and I, I got to be honest, I think my my guard was up. I didn't know exactly what we would get into. I didn't know if it would even be that beneficial, but because of my love for you and my respect for you, I was like, yeah, let's let's do it and, and see. Yeah, he loves me. Yeah. <laughs> Y'all go way back. I love. Y'all go way back. Love for you, too. But that was October of 2018 and you know when an experience is important because you remember where you were sitting and what it smelled like and what you were drinking and I think back to it was C4 yeah. and I think back um to that meeting and and how grateful I am for it because since then and I only speak for myself but I know that you guys have had a ton of transformation and life change and you know i I think I I say to strangers like, hey, 2018 is when I started to make some changes. But I realized that I didn't have the confidence to make those changes until we started meeting. I don't think there's anything else I can look back and be like, well, that was like the the catalyst. I really think it was getting together with you guys. And since then, bought a building, changed the way that we pay our coaches, changed the way that our program is, changed the name of the business that came from this group. And I could go on and on and on about – the things that I've had the confidence to go and do. And I think it's because of this little group right here. And so we get together uh, at a cadence of, you know, once a quarter during COVID, it was like two times a week. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but since then, we kind of went back to the original structure that that we had. Um, I think one of the reasons that it's so valuable and no knock to my wife or anybody else that is also a sounding board to me, but when they speak in the back of my mind, if I'm honest, I say, well, you don't really know what you're talking about, (laughs) but you guys do. And both of you have been in business longer than I have. And so, um, you know, sometimes we'll get together like we are today and I'll have like a question that's like heavy on my mind and I'll present it to you guys and your advice and your opinion is really important. But most of the time, uh, I'm listening and I'm just thinking and I'm inspired by something that the two of you guys said. And so the fact that it was Dallas instead of College Station or Austin that we were getting together, I just thought this was um, too good of an opportunity to pass up. And so the agenda is very light. So thank you guys for being here. And I love both of you. Yeah, if nothing else, what do you guys want to talk about? I'll, yeah, I'll kick us off. Um, love the the intro, you know, telling that story and hearing it and sharing it now with people who ask sometimes whenever they see that we hang out. 
um, it is it is kind of a, one of those moments in time that you look back and you're like, man, I'm so grateful we kicked this thing off. Mm-hmm. I'm so grateful we've been committed to the to the relationship because how many people do you know that you would love to see on a regular basis, maybe a sibling or a high school, college friend that you don't, just don't have the discipline to continue the relationship, but we've done that. So um, five years later, fast forward now, you know, what we all feel going into this day, because the last time we met was in July, mm-hmm. is because of that discipline, because we've committed to the relationships. And so um, I think, you know, you asked the question, what are you excited about? I'm excited about today, you know, just hanging out with you guys um, and, and the conversations and, and kind of unpacking probably a little bit more of what I'm excited about, which probably right now, if, if I'm honest, is opening the new gym. Mm. You know, that's, that was a big deal. You guys were part of the conversations. You were part of the, you know, decision-making process. You also came in literally like the days after I took over the gym. Is that where we were in July? That's where we were, yeah. And so um, we officially opened a month ago, so Mm -hmm. we've been open one month. And I think kind of like alongside that excitement comes fear, you know, because it's it's a new gym. Mm -hmm. I mean, like think Mm -hmm. back to opening your gym – day one. And I thought for some crazy reason that opening the gym would, would not feel like that because I have another, cause we, we, we've done that, right? This is just an extension. No, it's exactly yeah. like opening a brand new gym, kind of like you guys did, uh, in Fredericksburg. Mm-hmm. And, and with that is that feeling of this thing, you know, I go back to my other gym now and it's like alive and it's vibrant and you can feel the 15 years in the making Hmm. of that gym. And now, you know, fortunately in a month, you know, I I would say we've done well, right? And, and, but when you have an established gym to compare it to, it's not, you know, because you almost instantaneously think, oh, it's going to happen overnight. It's if you build it, they will come. And that's not, in fact, how it is. And so super excited about it. Um, but at the same time, like, you know, it's, uh, and I think with the fear comes for me, at least action, behavior change, you know, it's, you know, I'm not the surrender type of person. Right. So just like when we went through COVID, mm-hmm. it would none, of, it was not like, Hey, you know, let's just quit. Mm-hmm. You know, it was Okay, what are you doing? What are you like doing? How are we going to do this? How are we going to do this? You know, so for me, it's, you know, if anything, I put my foot on the gas stronger, firmer, um, because I'm afraid. <laughs> you know, like uh-huh. it's not somebody from the outside might look at that and be like, oh my goodness, wow, like he's doing so much or this is so cool. But for me, it's like you're just seeing my fear in action. You know, <laughs> you're seeing me be aggressive because this thing has to grow. So yeah. I was thinking about that all of us have opened secondary locations in the past, right? And so I'm sure some of the fear comes from like, hey, I, this isn't hypothetical. Like I know it happens when this isn't super fun. Um, and I was thinking like, okay, if I had to open uh, another gym, like how would I go about it? And we had lots of great dialogue in July about some things that you would tweak. But since then, and especially where you're at now, like are there, is there something that, 
would be helpful to say out loud. It's like, Hey, I'm doing this different. And I thought it would be like this, but now that we, you know, are like a month in, like, I know I'm going to have to tweak it and make it this way. The, the only, the thing that comes to mind, and I felt this yesterday morning, uh, on a run and I thought, man, maybe I would have pushed the opening a little bit further out, but I think that, you know, I kind of, I mean, I did what I did. Right. So it's kind of like we opened when we did, um, <laughs> yeah. But it was really fast. Well, I it, thought that too. I mean, just for the record, I was like, <laughs> yes. "Wow, man!" It's like, you know, part of me was thinking, "Man, we got to get this thing going, right?" Mm -hmm. Not missing the momentum of the fall. And if I'm honest, you know, I could argue that because I'm like, now we'll be better prepared for January, which is a bigger push, but we'll have like some some framework, right? So, you know, I'm not saying that from a sense of like, "Oh, I wish I did." I just thought to myself. So, answering that question, I think the better answer is we still can do exactly what I'm thinking and just thinking through if we were to open in January, how would we approach the next 90 days? Cause that's how far we are from January mm -hmm. and then put that in action in an existing open gym. And so it's not like we have to push our opening out. No, we can do those things. Maybe a pre-launch, maybe a more aggressive push towards January. And so, um, I don't know if that answers the question. Yeah, for sure. And one of the things that if, people don't know where the new location is. It's in a really cool complex. Like upstairs is a, is it an orthopedic? It's orthopedic. Yeah. The most, uh, it's a 40,000 square foot building and half of that 19,000 square feet is eight orthopedic doctors. One of which, or I'd say that the group is the most, you know, reputable team in town. Mm -hmm. Um, and so, and then there's restore hyper wellness based out of Austin, uh, one of their locations, and then there is uh, physical therapy that's associated with the orthopedic practice. Yeah, the whole complex is like on the same mission to make people healthy. It's it's in the location, university, a half mile, like a qu quarter mile from Highway Six. It's a great spot. Is there anything that you're wanting to experiment with? Because you had we had had in previous conversations some cool talks about uh, health span, longevity because you're in that complex and because you're in such an awesome spot, like, do you feel like, okay, what I did on Longmont, I just need to try Longmire. to replicate Longmire, yeah. replicate that as, is, you know, closely as I can, or do you feel like you should branch out because of the space that you're in to do some of that stuff? I think in phases, right. Phase one is just duplicate Longmire with new community, mm -hmm. personal training, CrossFit membership, um, nutrition, but, phase two, phase three, and I've already kind of started these conversations with maybe the physician center, or the physician center is a hospital next door, and then another hospital nearby is kind of exploring this idea of what it would mean for you to go somewhere and get an actual bio age done, not solely based on blood work like you could do, but VO2 test, having them put that together, so partnering with them, mm -hmm. and then coming back to our gym and because at the core it comes down to exercise nutrition and so um there i would love to explore that in phase two maybe even phase three and down the road i'd love to have like vo2 testing almost like the boom fit lab yeah that would be really cool having where people look over and it's not like my, when i'm a new member like i don't know what they're doing over there but six months 12 months into membership it's like Oh, now I know when I see that guy over there about to, you know, pass out after VO2 because <laughs> VO2 tests are not pleasant. 
now I know why he's doing that, what the benefits are, you know, th that it plugs into, oh, you know, heck, if I did that, you know, maybe every 18 months mm -hmm. or every 12 months, it's a better indicator of knowing how fit I am than doing Fran or you totally. know, one rip max back squat. Have you ever, uh, the, I don't know how you pronounce the word, but P-N-O-E, have you ever done that? It, I mean, it's basically like a, like a mobile. VO2 test? Yeah, VO2, oh, cool. and like you can do resting, but they can, you know, because traditionally I think you had to be on a treadmill to do it, but they can reappropriate it to be on like a echo bike or like whatever machine, and they, but it's really expensive. It's like $1,000 a month. The upstairs at this building a couple of years ago had DEXA scan, VO2 test. They created almost this type of model of, I don't want to call it healthy aging, but it was just, it, I don't want to say it was ahead of its time, but maybe it just didn't catch fire. Hmm. And so then they just took over more physical therapy space because that's what they needed. So maybe rebirthing that, and it doesn't even have to be in the gym. It could be in a space upstairs that's 2,000 square feet. Totally. Mm -hmm. What do you have to say for yourself, huh? I'm just happy to be here, brother. <laughs> happy to be here. No, it's, um, yeah, it's been a journey for sure, just going back to five years ago, but really our relationships start even further back, right? Um, you know, I think uh, you and I met 2008. Mm -hmm. uh, Charlie came out to the fittest experience in what, 2009? What was Blueprint? Yeah, was, no, what, what happened first? Garage Gym Blueprint, or no, the uh, I came to the uh, Black Box Summit. Black Box Summit. Oh nine, yeah. In oh nine, and wow. then uh, I was I, officially. I think we. I don't know if we met at South Beach, Miami, but we were there together. I was out, bro. Were you out? I I, I remember <laughs> it was it was two a.m. It was two a.m. I was like, I'm ready to go home, and they're like, No, bro, Miami goes sell four, no, bro. I didn't do that, but I remember. But you, that you, was a different day, man. You, you spoke at the at the yeah. yeah. Um, and I don't know if that that was oh ten. That was twenty ten, and then I came out to sectionals in February or March of 2010. Yeah. So then, yeah, we were, and then, and then we, I joined the mastermind group that you put together and that's really where Jeremy and I, I think kind of connected. Um, remember that small group? I mean, it was like oh, yeah. eight to 10 of us. Yeah. And we talked on the phone and yeah, that was we, good we times. Connected, yeah. But it, I mean, it's been a journey and I think even I like these types of conversations in the sense of, um, you know, we're all essentially, I turned 42 tomorrow. Um, and then how old are you, Spence? I'm a lot younger. Yes. Um, <laughs> 41. 41. Mm -hmm. And when's your birthday? June 23rd. June 23rd. Yeah. And then, Charlie, you're 41. 41. Yeah. But my when, bio age is like 26. Yeah. yeah. Right? I mean, but when's, so. <laughs> when is your birthday? February 9th. February 9th. So, of course, I have much more wisdom. Yeah, you've seen a lot insights, more than have, yeah, but. <laughs> Experience. But, uh, and we're all, I just celebrated my 14th year wedding anniversary on Monday. Yeah. And then you and Kelly. Ours were, was ours was last Tuesday. Yeah. 14? 14, yeah. 14, and mm -hmm. then. We did 14 in February, so we'll do 15 this February. Yeah, so, so and then I have three children. I have a son that's 11, and I have a seven, and a two-and-a-half-year-old, soon-to-be three-year-old. And then yeah. what do you have, Spencer? Nine, seven, and five. Right, and then what about you? 11, eight, six, four. All right, so, so the uniqueness of, like, all of our collaboration from timelines, who we are, what we do, all that is very unique and very similar. But what I love about our group is that we all have our uniqueness and our, you know, approaches and our personalities and all that. Uh, where I see 
different aspects of Spencer and myself and different aspects of Charlie and myself, but see our differences and then see our insights and uh, the way we see things and come at things, you know, totally different. So it's a really great group of uh, similarities but differences. And I feel that we all run different business models as well. So we we have a box that is, you know, a service that we offer in the world of fitness, but at the same time, what's behind the scenes, you know, in operations and services is a little bit different. Mm -hmm. And uh, we can learn and glean from each other on how we want to proceed with services and offerings that we want to move into the future. But at the same time, we're based in health and wellness and fitness. So that all to me is like really uh, what brings us all together in a unique way. Um, but, you know, whenever it was 1999 and it was New Year's Eve, we were all probably, you know, having a good time <laughs> in our own rights. Right. And then uh, I like our stories or like what music. And it's cool, like that shared experience that maybe today, like I think about the kids, they have feel bad for them because. I remember, you know, the music's terrible. Not, yeah. not that it's terrible, but the shared it is, you know, is what it is. But uh, they don't have a shared experience. And so, if you meet someone, because did y'all graduate in '99 or 2000? 2000. 2000. Yeah. 2000. We're right? a lot, yeah, we're a lot younger. Yeah. <laughs> no, two thousand. No, I'm two thousand. Oh, oh. Yeah, 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 yeah. So two thousand. So, so it's like literally like Y two K twenty two thousand. Uh, the music and whatever it was, you know, it, it's is these similar like experiences that you have that collective, you know? Um, so I love that aspect because you can sit down with someone and be in sync. A song could come on and be like, Oh, you remember that? Where were you? What were you doing? And it's like, Oh, Montel Jordan, you know, what mm -hmm. was that? Mm -hmm. Uh, it's like, Oh, if anyone in our age brackets are going to know when that song was out, Charlie's smiling big, uh, <laughs> or South Padre, were you at, South, did you do spring break in South Padre? Did you do spring break South Padre? The first song with the South Padre was with the two of you. Oh, <laughs> see that? We brought you down, but it's, it's like this, like I imagine me and Charlie were probably somewhere, some club, some scene doing something different but similar. Um, and so it's just like it's a, it's a cool that we have that ability mm -hmm. and go like, hey, I do know like I'm my kids are in a cl classic Christian school doing, you know, a hybrid of homeschool and on site. Well, you and Kelly have a similar and then Charlie's in a, a private school and he has his. When he, like Charlie said, hey, we made the jump. We couldn't necessarily say we wanted to pay the price or afford it, but we said, hey, we're going to walk on faith and do this. Well, that thought was in my mind when we committed to a, you know, a payment that is like, hey, well, this is a, this is a mortgage, a college tuition. This is a down the road investment that is like, you know, pretty big. And so, but I remember Charlie saying that. And that was an imprint on me from, he might not even remember him saying that, but that that impacted me. Mm -hmm. um, and so it's just a unique uh, dynamic of the way that we all work and flow in together. And then aside from that, I go to, um, I was talking with uh, my partners, Nicole Hughes and Carrie Kepler in, in Austin uh, about this meetup group and, and it's the spiritual side as well. It's like we come in from this from, uh, you know, not all the same beliefs, but a grounded spiritual practice in Christianity and, and what we lean on for, you know, our beliefs and, and how we conduct ourselves in this world. That's another added strength to what it is. There's a spiritual aspect of what we do. And, and then that leads into our relationships. And then we have our business, right? And so it's like how all those draw together for us to gain the strength. Um, and I think the last thing that I would say is that um, mentally, we're all, we are all committed to growth. We're all committed to the hard path of learning and growing. We're accelerating at 40, not settling in at 40. We're, we're, 
pushing the envelope to get to that next stage in life in a way that was different than the year before. And, and so that's a unique characteristic trait that I'm starting to look around at people going like, oh, people are done. Mm-hmm. They've done th- tapped in, they're locked in, and that's the next 20 years. If they make it to 60 or 40 years, they're locked in. And, and so it's like we're having some of the biggest growth years mentally, emotionally, spiritually, professionally right now that is amazing that we're on this journey. And it just goes back to, hey, well, you know, uh, Mark England steps in. He's doing this in lifted identity coaching. I'm like, hey, this guy's cool. Let me tell Spencer about it. Spencer comes down. I'm thinking about pulling the trigger. Spencer jumps in head first. I'm like a little nervous about, you know, jumping in the mm. payments. I've got a new home I just bought. I'm charting a new school. I don't want to make the payment. Spencer's no question. He goes, I'm like, hey, I need to do this. Uh, then um, I pull the trigger and then Charlie's going, hey, tell me about it. And then he pulls the trigger and we're all in this process of saying, hey, this this coaching method has impact. It is a financial investment that is not just an easy yes. Mm-hmm. And we're all willing to go that distance and then share because uh, it is a behavioral identity, like crush your uh, disbeliefs and limiting beliefs process that is not easy. Not many people want to look at their quote unquote shit. They don't want to do that. And this whole program is like, hey, let's let's look at the voices. Let's look at the story. Let's look at your um, limiting beliefs and like, Hey, we're like, sign, sign me up. I'll do that. And then you're crying and bawling and not <laughs> bubbles because of, of that story and those limitations. But I now even coming through that, like where we stand today through, I mean, the last year, like we're all standing on new frontiers. Like we all are standing on new spaces, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, professionally, like, and I don't know if there would be many, men, many business owners that could really authentically say that and and get what we have going. And so it's just like, for me, it's like probably the last five years in my adult life have been the most transformational. Same here. And I would directly correlate it to this relationship. And, and it's like, I'm a thinker, you know, Charlie blurts out things and he doesn't know what he says sometimes. Uh, but I think about him for years at a time. Um, <laughs> And, and I love that about Charlie because Charlie just says what's the first thing on his mind. He says it. And um, there's been contemplation and thought processes that have gone on for, in my mind for like months of one thing that Charlie says. Um, and, and that's invaluable, you know, and, and stuff that Spencer says and, and all that stuff. So it's just from my standpoint, um, I uh, respect you guys mm. and the position that y'all have in life and what y'all have gone through. Because the, the other thing I would say is, I thought in life, everyone has the opportunity to succeed and someone, everyone will in their own right succeed to this level of like, we made it. And now I'm coming to realize is that a lot of people don't make it. Mm. And they might have jobs and homes and families, but it's broken. Mm. Their jobs, they're, you know, they're uh, don't like their jobs. They don't. Their marriages, they've settled in that this is just the way it is, or they're divorced. And, you know, that is what it is, but they don't fight for that. Or what whatever it be, like it's not, mm. it's not people don't succeed on 
uh, emotional, mental, spiritual, financial, like all the aspects, uh, health and wellness, like all the aspects that makes a complete person. I'm really looking for people that are that are looking to win at all those levels. And they're willing to admit their failures and continue to progress forward. And and so it's just like uh, that's the point in life that I'm at. And I know y'all are also at and we're on this journey. Um, and, and also, I think on the spec that there's um, no judgment here. Right. And this mm -hmm. is, is a cool thing There's yeah. very rarely do you find a group that you can enter into and feel like, you know, everyone's authentic and real and and we share our worst days and our best days and no one's going like, well, uh, uh, uh. it's it's like, hey. Um, let me tell you how bad mine was and we're not going to live there, <laughs> yeah. right. but we're going to share that. And then we're going to actually bring some value or support in that and all that. So I just, I've learned so much from you guys, from what you've said, what you haven't said in y'all's relationships and y'all's businesses. And so I just think that it's, um, it's a, it's a unique once in a lifetime situation. Mm -hmm. I keep thinking of the word. So I listen to you like willingness, I think when, when I got into fitness, all I was thinking about was, hey, I like working out. And at first, and I don't want to speak for you guys, but at first it was like, hey, here's some ways that I physically can make things hard. And there was like some great pride in that. And I think for lots of people in fitness that are in our position, to echo what you said, that's as far as they go, right? It's like, hey, I'm going to make workouts hard. But if you look at the rest of your life, there's like not a willingness to do other like challenging things. It's like it's one thing to do a hard workout. It's another thing to step into something and be like, hey, I know I'm going to cry while I'm doing this, you know, or like mm -hmm. like you just said, like I'm going to I'm going to try to expand who I am in all of these different ways. And I think that is not back to that meeting in 2018. Like, there's no way I could have anticipated that that's what this was. I really thought, like, well, yeah, I guess I'll, like, you know, maybe share my financials with these guys. But I had no idea that it would hit on those levels of spirituality or what it means to be a father or what it means to to love your wife well and, and, and all of these things that it's turned into. And I... um with some embarrassment didn't realize that that's what I needed more than all of the surface level business stuff, you know? Mm -hmm. And I, I couldn't agree more that it's been transformational in lots of ways. And I think that comes down to the desire you mentioned of just wanting to use the gifts that God has given us and that I want that for you and I want that for you. And everything else is in service to that, right? It's like, hey, you said you said some really challenging things to me. But when I think about it, I know, hey, that's that's coming from a place of love, right? It's coming from a place of like, hey, I know he wants the best for me. And it hurts not because of what you said, because I know it's true. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, and 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 we could we could have, you know, fifty different examples. And I think the last thing I'll say is that I'm introverted by nature and so if i had to just default to what i want i would just be thinking with my own thoughts by myself and i would say well that's enough mm. but you realize like man if you're a human being like you need this like you need support and you need deep relationships i mean deep you can't get any deeper and i i can't imagine like having to process some stuff like 
without that. Yeah, so I think uh, the cliche, like, there's levels to this, comes up in my head, like, oh, there's levels, but, like, you know, what I gleaned and learned from my wife is, like, yeah, my emotional intelligence was pretty low coming into our relationship, and hers is extremely high. And coming into this dynamic with y'all, like, the level of emotional intelligence and understanding has grown. Hmm. And I would honestly say in my experience the last five years is, is yeah, I was pretty savvy on the sales marketing business front to be able to hold a business in place. But my emotional intelligence was so low, I was really weak in that space. And in this group and through our experience, my emotional intelligence, you know, spiritually, mentally, like is, is increasing. And those levels is what is really the transformational business aspect of this, because it comes down to like, hey, we want to be, we all want to be successful. Mm -hmm. And the relational, like presence, like these are some of the keywords, like being present, being present to y'all is the critical aspect of our dynamic. We just show up to be present, right? And then the emotional connection to what this is and what our passions are to be successful, which all drives into our business. And we all want good for others. And so we're pushing this thing along to bring value to others, to be successful monetarily, mm -hmm. to provide value. And we want our hearts, we want to share our hearts with people. And the coolest thing about all that is, is the vehicle fitness and health and wellness. And really the linchpin, and I think what you're discovering is, this actually, our impact as trainers, I never wanted to be a trainer because there was such low impact. I actually realize now we will be and are some of the most influential people in people's lives than in this current day and age. Like the role as the trainer is so valuable and, and we impact mental, emotional, spiritual sides of people more than we ever could imagine. So I think right time, right place, right per person. And we are, we are, because I'm so excited about the future because what you're doing, what we're doing, the future and what we're going to be able to give because we never quit mm -hmm. is going to be gigantic. And I just, you know, I always do this about the future. Like, uh, go, like go. we're, we're, mm -hmm. we haven't even started. We are only beginning on this journey and the compression of like the last, like I'm about to celebrate 18 years with our box and I've been doing this my whole life. I've never not trained and coached people. Like I've been doing it since I was like 10 years old because uh, it was just like in me, you know, and I just, the compression of that time and the value that we're going to be able to serve people with uh, in the next five years, 10 years, it's going to be gigantic. So. I think in our lifetime, the definition of coach will be completely redefined and when we started you know it's like 24-hour fitness right you know that dude that was me you know <laughs> at yes. some point and there's you know that is happening day one for a lot of those coaches out there who maybe are in their mid-20s mid-30s who are just getting started but because we've been doing this now 20 years mm -hmm. you think about the iterations of our purpose mm -hmm. vision for training fitness not only our fitness, but our clients' fitness. You know, the reason you've shifted your whole business model mm -hmm. towards this is because you're on this, we'll call it phase five, 10, whatever, <laughs> yeah. of working out. Whereas uh -huh. phase one was like, hey, I just want to be ripped, you yeah. know, or, or yeah. I want to <laughs> yeah. 
win the CrossFit Games. I hadn't you know? thought. I hadn't thought past that. Yeah. yeah. And there's, but but what I mean by that is because they haven't been doing it 20 years. You don't just catapult yourself like a gym owner, right? When you've been running an affiliate 18 years, you're not on iteration one of running an affiliate. You're, mm-hmm. you're not contemplating the ideas, the thoughts that a new gym owner would face. That's kind of the cool part about opening a new gym is like I, immediately as the fears come in, I speak to it. Yeah, <laughs> It's all this like crazy thought, right? It's almost like the fear comes in and then it's like, okay, well, you know this. Like, uh-huh. This is how this goes. This is what it is. You know, so it's like this boom, boom, boom. But it's a lot like our fitness journey, right? It's kind of like at 20 years of doing this, you start saying like, man, doesn't mean you don't have goals. Doesn't mean you don't want to do an Ironman or you don't want to perform well in the CrossFit Open or whatever. Mm-hmm. I think that. But you speak into that in this new version or as a trainer. It's kind of like funny because, you know, a new trainer thinks that it's all about, in my opinion, I, I can talk on this all day, but like the workout that you write down, I would just crumble it up and throw <laughs> it in the trash and bring me a new client uh-huh. all day, uh-huh. you know, and because there's a trainer who's just thinking about this, like mm-hmm. stressing for 45 minutes or heck, three days on the perfect- Is it seven or is it eight yeah. reps? <laughs> <laughs> and you know, it's funny is I would literally tear that shit out, crumble it up, throw it away. Not arrogantly, but be like, just let me show you how to do this. Because uh-huh. uh-huh. <laughs> I could do it with any person every day. And I love it. Like I am a trainer. Like I don't mind being called a trainer. Like people ask yeah, me sometimes, absolutely. I think I've just kind of like come to the level of thinking like, well, maybe I'm more of a gym owner. I guess I, you know, I love to say, I love to say, I'm a, Oh, I'm a, I'm a trainer. Yeah. I'm a personal trainer. Yeah. And they're just like, Oh, okay. And however that categorize, but we know it's and, like, that's the comfort level of knowing who you are and what you do yes. and then being confident in how you do it. And it, yeah, I'm a trainer of one of my guys always introduces me as I'm their per, like I'm their coach. Oh, this is my coach or this is my personal trainer. He's in my Bible study and he's a very successful guy and, he, and it's just so funny because I would have been so offended by that, you know, 10 years ago or whatever. Um about no, I'm this or that and it's like, "Oh yeah, oh yeah, I'm his personal trainer. Do you need a do you need a coach?" Uh and it's like, you know, just moving into that. But and I think in the future, quote like what you're saying or the next 20 years that individual or entity that provides that service for you is going to look very different Mm -hmm. because of the the direction we're going and Mm -hmm. i I think it's all in our own way we've stripped all of those assumptions down to know hey what we're doing is really important and it i was thinking that i said a lot but i was thinking that just a couple of days ago that there's so many gyms closing around here and I think it's because they're in that phase of like, Oh, I like to work out. And so I'll open a gym and this will be cool. But there's like a 10 year lifespan for that. And then beyond that, it's like, you need to come up with how this will help humanity. You need to come up with what you're doing has a deep love for people. And then you need to come up with a reason that it's okay for you to suffer right? Not be happy, but it's like you're on such a mission that it's okay that you're doing some stuff that's not that fun. And I feel like in in all our own ways, we've arrived at like, hey, I am a trainer. I am a coach. This is what I do. And it really has nothing to do with like exercise. 
And that comes back to our relationships with what we're all in right now is studying words, right? And so Charlie said fear, and you're talking about suffering. Our relationship, our relationship to words directly correlates to our human experience. And we have to start re-engineering our relationship to words. Mm. And so when people say suffer, resilience, these conjuring up these ideas, your idea, your story to that word dictates your experience. And when we start to reposition our relationship to the word suffer, suffer is actually a mighty word. Mm -hmm. It is a good word. Mm -hmm. It is an amazing word that will actually bring you more fruit and more value in your life, but it's dressed up as something that no one wants, that you don't want to suffer. And it's like actually suffer is a, just a beautiful thing. Mm -hmm. And even fear. Fear is an amazing word. Fear is actually a signal to tell you, look here, pay God, attention, pay that's attention good. to me. And now what shall your action be? The deep, the deep practice and understanding and respect of words, because every word is loaded. I got this other insight, man. This is, this is the crazy thing God is doing. I sat down at the airport after I was coming back from um, Cookville and um, I sat across from this woman and she was this very astute, well put together woman. And she was from India. Her dress and her earrings and her presence was immaculate. She was dialed. Dialed. And I could just sense like, I don't know what or who you are, but you have internal organization mm. that is superior than the most people I sit around. And she's reading a book. And then I got this insight about books. The most powerful books in the world, every single word and the intricacy of the story being told packs so much energy and power behind them. The best sellers that move you and the archetypes of all that, that Jordan Peterson and all those things, the craft of the story, the hero, the sage, the villain, coupled with these powerful words lined up in a order that inputs into your body that energizes you become the best sellers. You can't stop them. And that is the power of words. Mm. So we need to start to respect words Yeah, on a level that is like, kind of like, wow, you're a little bit crazy about that. Yeah. Because it creates your life. Mm -hmm. You can write down these words and go, what's my story related to that one word. And you could write a biography about that one word. And your relationship to it. So, anyways, I know we go on for a long That's time, good, but man. I think That's good. I feel like these these things that happen so frequently are words, our breath. Yes. <laughs> you know, it's like you mm. you discount them as not being important. It's like what what else is there that, that could have a bigger impact? And what you said earlier, it's reprogramming your response. There's fear. My response is flight. And it's like there's fear. The response now is leaning into it, like curiosity. I wonder, I wonder why I was so afraid of that. I wonder what's behind door number one. Like Peterson says, there's a the dragon is in between you and the gold. And you can't get it unless you're you're actually leaning into, you know, what it is that you fear. It's really good. Or laugh at the devil and he'll run away. Mm. The other, the other mm. aspect of that, I was listening to a, a pastor speak about Goliath and what Goliath meant to David. 
and David was killing bears and, and a sheep, you know, herder, and, and he was out there doing building his practice. And Goliath showed up not to be an enemy to the state, but to reveal who David was. And so in our greatest archetypes, in our greatest enemies is the revelation of who you are inside and what your identity is. And you have the decision to step forward, to battle, or to flee and run. Every single opportunity that is a Goliath is the opportunity to reveal who your identity is. And that's who David was. You're talking about the hero's journey and, you know, Joseph Campbell, which is the guy that coined that. It's a big circle. And, you know, there's like all these steps that we're pretty familiar with, but there's a there's a line, there's a demarcation. And above the line, life's easy. Life's good. And below that line, pretty much everything the hero goes through sucks. By by the world standards. Like it's mm. it's nothing that you would voluntarily want to do but back to the thought of why we're all really comfortable being trainers it's not about training it's about transformation absolutely and transformed people transform people yes and so it's like i think why it's so it just feels so good to be on that same path yourself is because you realize like, man, the sage, the guide, you can't be that person unless you've also gone through like the abyss yourself. Yes. Because I think in fitness, you know, they say this at the level one, it's like, hey, you don't have to have a muscle up to teach somebody how to do a muscle up. But this thing we're talking, you actually have to have some street cred to guide somebody else through it. Like these things that you're talking about, it's not just something that you're hypothetically postulating. It's like you're living it. Like this is this is where our life's at, and it's why at 40 we don't feel like things are over, but it's like just starting. There was somebody who I won't name his name that called and was like, yeah, I want to join the gym, but I'm really old. I was like, and he, and he sounded old. You know how people talk, and it's like you sound like you're old? I was like, how old are you? I'm 43. I was like, get out of here, man. <laughs> it was so hard for me to feel connected with them because nothing physically was that different between he and I, but like psychologically and mentally and all these things felt so different. So I don't even know where I was going with that, but I'm picking up what you're putting down. Awesome. Well, thank you for having us come on and all that stuff. This is this might need to be a, a thing we do, man. This is Maybe good. Just every time y'all come to town, this, I feel like we're just it. we're just getting wet. We're just getting started. <laughs> Thank good you, guys. Stuff.